Hello Europe, welcome to a special edition of Cheap Show. It is our Eurovision on-demand uh, special of Cheap Show. I am Paul Gannon and with me, as always, is the little hairy ball of anger who's feeling very poorly today, Eli Silverman. Hello. <laughs> and uh, joining us uh, all the way from Essex is Ash Frith. Hello there. How are you doing, boys? Oh, I'm good. Eli sounds really poorly. I'm quite poorly. I'm sorry. He's got <laughs> he's got Eurovision fever. Yeah, yeah, I've got the fever heavy, and I, I've got a DJ tonight. And uh... oh, poor you. Yeah. So what we thought we'd do is, to celebrate Eurovision, and by celebrate I mean tolerate Eurovision, we'd do a little cheap show special about some of the Eurovision songs that have appealed to us, or maybe not Eurovision, but a Euro pop. Yeah. First, we've all all picked our own tracks and things like that. Eli's uh, led the way with a couple of his vinyl selections. So, um, first of all, what are our opinions on Eurovision? I'll be honest, I think it's boring bollocks. Yeah, so do I. I hate it. And also, when they have these parties now, don't they? Eurovision watching parties. It's yeah, like... where they all get round and they all giggle because Estonia has got a singer who's got a cock on his head and he's singing a song about brown pants <laughs> I this mean, year. I would find it more appealing to be invited to a party where I compare the fibre content of my f- faecal, you know? <laughs> Wow, that is a crazy party. <laughs> Do you not, had... neither of you guys find it a little bit sexy? Eurovision. Well, yeah. It's a bit, yeah, well, it's a bit like porny, isn't it? That's it's a, a bit, bit like, you remember Euro Trash, the TV show? Yeah. Like, it wasn't sort of particularly rude, like, if you actually look at the content, but there was definitely something sexy about it, and I feel that about Euro. Eurovision. Well, there were naked like... breasts. There were naked breasts in, in that, that programme. Yeah, but I mean, it, I mean, it had sexual content for sure. But I, I remember it being incredibly sexy as a as a sort of adolescent kid, and I feel like that with Eurovision because a lot of European sort of uh, traditional clothing is sexy, isn't it? Like you look at a Bavarian maid's outfit, sexy. I, you look I, at. I don't know if that's uh, you know true or just sort of a kind of distorted porn. Tinted glasses. You're looking at the whole world through. Oh, you know what I mean? That you speak of. You know, I'm saying like any. You could get anything. Like it's like one of those old-fashioned submarine guys with the big helmet. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yes. Oh, but no. You're more likely to get sort of a woolen jumpered sailor. Yeah, no, that that's be, sexy. Yeah, that, that could be sexy. Thing. Yeah. He's in a nice woolly jumper. He's from Sweden. He's got a big <laughs> jumper on. I mean, I, think you've been, I don't think you've been watching Eurovision. By the sound of things, it looks like you've been watching like some kind of Irish chat show. Oh, you are having a laugh. Have you not seen the video of the, the sort of Swiss maids and they're doing no. things like churning butter and they're just pumping up and down oh, the whistle? Oh, wow. Is, is this the episode where we find out that you wang to Eurovision? <laughs> what? Find out I do? It's a, I think it's, it's it well known. good for the rest of the year. How many entries are there? 20? Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. But yeah, no, I think that's... it is. I think he's right, Paul. Uh, it is a wank bank. It is a wank bank generator machine, isn't it? Basically, once a year, topping up the bank for the rest Ooh. of the year. Eurovision will see you through. Yeah, and for people who don't know what Eurovision is, like for instance, if you're listening in America, Eurovision is a yearly competition where songwriters from around Europe, sexy songwriters, um, 
yeah, sexy songwriters from around Europe uh, write songs and they're performed by bands and uh, then the countries politically judge which one's the best and decide to give that one the vote. And as we expect this year, thanks to Brexit, I would be very surprised if Britain gets any higher than zero points the whole Are way through. Are we allowed in next year? No, we'll have to have separate countries. And that just means, and it's another bad result of Brexit, but Wales will win forever. Yeah, that's true, got the best they can singers. all sing, can't yeah. they? Yeah, or yeah. they can... Because uh... this is what people forget about um, Eurovision. It's not the song performers themselves. It's the song writers they're theoretically judging. So when people vote, they're voting for the quality of the song lyrics themselves. So when you hear Boom, Bang, a Bang win... <laughs> sexy. See, that's what I'm talking about. Boom, Bang, a Bang is intrinsically sexy. You think about <laughs> what that means. Yeah. Sexy. Didn't the cheeky Sexy. girls go on it as well? I bet they did. We've touched I my bet bum. They did. An ode, an did. ode to anal sex. Touch my bum. You know, like I think the Eurovision is opening up now. I think you two, you've looked at it with closed eyes, and now I've said it's sexy. You're both seeing just how sexy it can be. I'm literally touching myself oh. as we speak. No, well, that's spoiled it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come on, the tone well. was at such a high level, Paul. You, you, we're plummeting. Plummeting. Pull up, pull up. Well, let's start then. Okay, let's start with the first choice. <laughs> Eli, what is the first choice you've chosen as your Europop stroke Eurovision song? Well, this is a it's a bit of an anomaly, isn't it? Because this is Eurovision. That's the name of the song. Yeah. Uh, by Telex. Uh, and was this nominated for a Eurovision? Was this entered into Eurovision? It was. I think it was the Belgian entry in the year it okay. came out in the 80s. Um, so they are... So let's listen... Let's listen to it, a little snippet of it, right now. Okay, cool. So it's got nice little synthy bits, you know. I liked it. You know, it reminded me of for some strange reason, teletext. <laughs> do you think yeah. that's just the name of the people who made it, or do you? Oh, think... hang on. No, you're right. They are called Telex, aren't they? Yeah, the band. They Maybe are. that's why I'm getting confused. It's a bit shameless, isn't it? They're just like we've cracked it. If we call the song Eurovision, it's bound to win, isn't it? It's like, yeah, I don't think they did. Calling your film Mr. Oscar or something. You know what I mean? Do you think that? If I gave you both a day that you could have written that better, no. I honestly do. I think those guys, I, I, I'm, I don't want to say it, but I think they've got almost no musical talent whatsoever. <laughs> it, it, it just could be. Like, it sounds like it was programmed by the songwriters and then the singer, the performance yeah. is a lackluster. Yeah. Just some blokes talking over the top about yeah. random things. Yeah, like uh, satellite technology and motorways and stuff. It's yeah. a big, it's a big crowd, uh... crowd pleaser <laughs> <laughs> for the crowd German work. market. If you're aware of the crowd work, uh, what are they called? Craft, craft works. works. 
<laughs> no, you're right. It has got a kind of craft worky thing going on, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, because they had autobahn, obviously, craft work. Yeah. Which is craft work after they had a serious head trauma. Yeah, it's craft work with, after a lobotomy, basically. There's just some men talking. And at one point, they talk about changing the channel. <laughs> don't give him the up. Op- don't well, remind people. That's a very European thing, isn't it? You know, he's got the technology here in the West to uh, change the channel. There is a, a message of togetherness. I do like that kind of thing about you know people coming together. I like that positivity about your yes. there's If there's anything to be said for it, it really is that it, it's in- incredibly positive. It's a pro-Remain stance. I would argue it's the opposite. I would say it's a show that pretends to bring everyone together, but actually it's just basically little mini-world wars every year where every country tries to outsmart each other and vote politically so they don't win. But Ash was talking about the song that we're meant to be discussing, not the actual competition, Paul. I do see what you're saying, Paul, because it is incredibly political, isn't it? Like, warring nations won't give each other points. That is definitely the case. It's crazy. I mean, I kind of liked the song. It was nice because it was kind of... It felt like if you'd asked my dad to make a Eurovision hit, this is what he would do. Yeah, I, I, it has inspired me to make a Eurovision hit. It's, it's oh, presumptuous. Yeah? What are you going to call it? This is the best Eurovision song this year. It's like calling your daughter <laughs> the Queen and then sort of going around, you know, entering her into royalty or something. I've called it Best Eurovision, and I'm going to make it this evening. There you go. All right, good. As a, as a, as an aside, has anyone ever heard um, the John Shuttleworth show, Euro Pigeon? No, but I do love John Shuttleworth. For those who don't know, John Shuttleworth is a comedy creation. He's a British comedian actor who plays a character called John Shuttleworth, who's like a northern working class uh, pop singer. And that's kind of the joke, is that he wants to break into pop, but he's kind of really... Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? He's so colloquial to kind of like his frame of references or like... He did a song about his Austin ambassador. Yeah, that kind of stuff. But he did a one-off special called Euro Pigeon and it was fantastic because what the whole premise was is that he had a song called Pigeons in Flight and he wanted to enter it into Eurovision. And so it's like kind of comedy documentary where he goes around trying to get this song officially properly into Eurovision and he gives it to Michael Ball to try and sing as well and their agents turn him down and it's hilarious but it's a really good comedy if you get the chance actually when I put this up on the website I'll put a link if I can find it to Euro Pigeon uh, it's really good pigeons in flight oh. I'm gonna see you tonight <laughs> it's really so good. I don't think uh, I don't think Euro hyphen vision by Telex actually got anywhere no. But I think they they sold some singles because I managed to pick one up in the uh, the local hipster supermarket around the corner. Oh, that's where really? I got my copy. Yeah. How much did it cost you? It was a quid. <sighs> that's incredible. It's probably the most that song made. <laughs> I'd love to know how much they made because the, the, the people who made it they are just some blokes. They asked to read something off a piece of paper. Like the guy who wrote it, he is the brains. The, yeah. There is no musical talent in the people who are singing, is there? But you know what's no. also interesting as well is that sometimes bands form just for Eurovision or they'll rename themselves just to enter Eurovision. So Telex might have actually been a guy called Tony Smith and his electronic group of funky monkeys, you know, and then they called themselves Telex for Eurovision. Are you okay, Paul? I'm no. <laughs> My imagination had a stroke then, I think. <laughs> I remember as a kid, sort of as a maybe an early teenager thinking why don't oasis just enter eurovision and they'd just definitely win because well, that's be a good best... point but 
Because why would they? Because yeah, but that's nothing... the whole point. Eurovision has this whole credibility problem. So it's like, ah oh, ha ha, they're shit. Oh, they're quite sexy. But then about three hours in, you're like, no, this is actually really bad, and it's igno- annoying me. And you know what I mean? I'd rather be at a party watching a one man and his dog marathon. You know, you don't have to go to a party, Eli. No, I could, I'd like to go to a party where I was watching something. Would you like yeah. a sex party? No, no. You wouldn't want to go to a party where you could watch people have sex? No, it'd be weird. Yeah, I don't want to do that either. No. Well, then you're not coming to my next party then, are you? Both of you? No, I wouldn't. Oh. I've told you this before. (laughs) Not coming. (laughs) All right, okay, so out of five, what would you give it? Nil pois or (laughs) cinque? I think it gets three. I actually quite like the sort of uh, electro-pop stylings on the synth in there. Okay. It's it's a terrible song, but... uh... Ash, what do you think? I think three, definitely. I'm going three on that as well. I might join you on three then. Okay, three it is. Right, okay, next track, Eli's Choice again. Now, is this a Eurovision hit? It is not. No, it is just Euro Disco, in fact, uh, Paul, because that is the only really European kind of music that I actually really like. This is Mission to Venus by Silver Convention. Okay, let's have a listen to that little bit right now. I really like that. I like a little bit of Euro Disco, and that's perfect, I think. Uh, yeah, it's got all of the aspects you're looking for, you know, uh, uh, the space theme. I'm always looking for Euro di- Disco with a space theme. Uh, this, it's got some terrible lyric writing. The spaceship is called love. I mean, that's just like setting out your your analogy there. Yeah. That's it. The spaceship is called love. So, in fact, we're just having a shag. We're not going to <laughs> Venus. I've got a similar thought on that. Like... I- for those songs, and a lot of Eurovision songs, they seem to be in English, and I'm not really sure why. Um, and they it's from people who have clearly got a very, very, very limited vocabulary in English. And so they just repeat sort of like 15 or 20 words over and over and over. Uh, or they just... It, it's just... It's bad. Like, there's a bit where it says, uh, you're on a mission to Venus, a trip you'll never forget. <laughs> Why would they say that? Because nobody would go on a mission to Venus and forget it. Why? <laughs> it's such a weird... Yeah, that's what I think is charming. I think that has a, it has that, yeah, that uh, non-English speaking charm to it. And it has, um, you know, a classic uh, trope from disco in general, which is the sound of a lady having it off. Oh yeah, <laughs> it so, does. It really does. You know, it's not proper disco unless it's the, there's the sound of a lady or two ladies having it off or playing tennis. I thought they were playing tennis, right? <laughs> I, okay, uh, 
that's fair enough. That's legitimate, I'm sure. To me, it sounds like it's a song basically about a woman using a silver dildo. <laughs> the spaceship is called Love. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Perhaps it's a, it's a special edition called The Spaceship. Yeah. It could be. Oh, my goodness. I need to re-listen to that. See? Sexy. Sexy again. Mission to Venus. Mission to Vagina. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. And also what I like about it is it's got that kind of fast show uh, spoof disco yeah. thing. You know, like sexy baby, crazy baby, hot kind of thing yeah. going on, which we I really like. We have words we're going to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do love it when people don't can't speak English. There's a sort of, uh, I think it's like an African version of... Um, purple haze and he's like this guy is kissing me (laughs) (laughs) excuse me who's this purple guy (laughs) it's when you said that what you just said sexy baby crazy baby it's like literally they are the words that they've written down right what do what do english people say sexy yeah baby crazy baby but i tell you if that came on in a discotheque in the 70s i would be throwing shapes I can't tell the difference between that and proper good disco. That's the thing. Like, for me, it's all brilliant. Like, it's all just... I, I don't know how anyone could go, well, that's great, and something else isn't. Eli, is this good disco? It's cheesy, um, but the actual um, instrumentation and production is, to my mind, quite fine. Yes. Because this but, would yeah, be all it's... real instruments, wouldn't it? Yeah. This is yes. not electric... They were pretty good. They were a pretty good band, uh, basically. But it has that cheesy uh, sort of uh, kitsch feel that a lot of disco has. But some of the more deep uh, Afro-American disco stuff is is a bit more sort of soulful, genuinely soulful and less less cheesy, if you see what I mean. Also, I think Sexy Baby is not something we should be promoting. Not at all, no. <laughs> but we'll move awkwardly on past that now you've brought it up. <laughs> I reckon. Does Silver Connection have a... Is, is, is a lot of their music Con- like convention. this, Eli? No, is it Connection. Silver Connection? Is it Connection? I don't know. No, well, it's Connection. That, Silver Connection. Is a lot of their music like this? That's embarrassing. Did I say Convention? No, I might. It doesn't matter. It's Convention. I, it is Convention. God. Do you know what? It, it feels convention. like I'm asleep and I'm having this kind of dream. It's like I've got fever. and the, Anyway. That sounds like a lyric by Silver Connection, frankly. Sorry, the picture for it also looks like they're trapped in a sheet of perspex, like Zod from Star Wars, uh, Superman. <laughs> That'd be good, wouldn't it? If they were the baddie in a Superman film. Yeah. <laughs> On roller skates. <laughs> Superman versus Silver Connection. Fucking hell. Yeah, Brilliant. but it looks like they've confused a spaceship with what looks like a train window. And it's like yeah. it's like watching two sexy ladies go, come and have some fun as the train pulls away and you know you're never going to touch it. <laughs> what? They had a the big hit called Fly Robin Fly, and uh, also uh, some boogie based numbers. Who was that about? Which Robin? Robin I, who? I don't know. It was weird. There's a reggae version that my friend has, which is really good. <laughs> uh, All right. Okay. So out of five, then how are we voting that? Personally, I'm going to go with four. I like four. I like it. I'm going four as well. This Ooh. is boring. We're all agreeing so much. I think I think there's a song coming up that will. Re- rated quite low and i think we all know what it is but we'll get to that later so let's go on to the next track which is now eli i believe called 33rd floor tell us a bit more about who sang this and what it is he's a bloke called amadeo and i believe he was living in austria but has some other kind of background um and it's sort of uh celebrating the modern world he's sort of going about his having a party uh, uh and he's on the 33rd floor of a new skyscraper obviously it's like a penthouse thing 
and he's just musing about how uh, you can get from exa- London to Paris in three hours. Paris, 33 floors, Tower Gambetta, 11.32, night time. <laughs> a lot of these songs just descriptive based. Like the first one's about literally the the logistics of Eurovision. The next one's about the planning of going into space, and this one is about yes, let me show you what it's like on the thirty third floor of this building. It's not about the planning of going to space. It is. They're, they're going to space, and then she starts having it off in space. It's much more visceral than that. Gonna yeah. check the rocket booster, sexy baby, hot. <laughs> Got to do the checks in the logbook. Check. What I liked about this song and the guy who sings it, because he is a interesting looking chap, um, is that if I went up to the thirty third floor and saw this guy singing, I would phone the police quickly. I mean, imagine living on the thirty fourth floor. It would drive you fucking bonkers, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, Amadeo at it day and night, musing on the wonders of modern technology, you know. I reckon it's not a sexy skyscraper, though. I reckon it's in a, like, a flat in an estate. A YMCA. <laughs> yeah. It's great, man. It's got a, it's got a real atmosphere about it. And, it's very uh, funky. It's extremely funky, yeah. I yeah. really enjoyed it. I yeah. really And sexy. <laughs> Again, very sexy, yes. This is quite the frothy podcast. <laughs> He's a joker. He's a player. He's he's a man that anyone would want to, you know, emulate. Do you know what he reminds me of? Or rather, who someone reminds me of him? Is is it Harmar Superstar? Yes. It's that kind of feel to it. A deeply ugly man singing really quite good disco about being sexy. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so this is the mellow side. It's the B side of the single. The other side is much more of a sort of straight up uh, dance number. Have you played that? When you've been DJing? Yes. And does it go down well? Well, people aren't into this kind of uh, deep, cheesy Euro disco, you know, I've found. It goes over people's heads. Oh, so no then. All right. Okay. Well, well, I liked it. I liked it. I think he's an adorable chap. I want to pick him up and cuddle him and, and tell him the world's going to be all right. London to Paris in three hours. <laughs> <laughs> That's it as well. When they don't know English and they just put words they think might rhyme. Yeah. yeah, do you think he got the lyrics from like a, an English to French handbook or something like that? Where was... <laughs> Excuse me, the guy is purple. Purple guy. <laughs> All in my head. <laughs> Where is the nearest hospital? <laughs> I have a soft finger. Sexy baby. Hot. <laughs> All right, okay, out of five then, I'm going to give that another four, I reckon. I like that. Four for me. I'm going five. I don't think... I don't see how, if we're doing Euro... If this is going to be about Euro pop... Yeah. I don't see how that can be bettered. And I mean that. I have to agree with you, Ash. It's a great tune, you know. It is. 
And uh, you can also make love to it. It's a real sort of chill out tune. You know, it's like at the after party. Yeah. You know, drop that. You're just coming down off the cocaine. Have a martini. Yeah. Having a couple of spliffs as you... as you, as you... What's got into you, Paul? <laughs> we don't want to take your drugs or come to your sex party. Well, you're not coming now. I'll have my sex I'm party all by now. myself, won't I? Uh, if it's just a drugs party and you can go and have sex in the other room, Paul, I don't have to watch, then I might be up for it. All right. I make a lot of noise and it's frightening. <laughs> you sound like a woman on a spaceship to Venus. <laughs> no, no. When I have sex, it sounds like foxes fucking. Uh <laughs> Just screaming and ah, shitting. Ah, 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 yeah. But it's when foxes get territorial that it's the worst one. Uh, no, foxes having sex is one thing, but it's when they get territorial. They do outside the House of Pickles here. I heard them last night. Go, <laughs> like that. Yeah, and you can speak yeah. fox, can't you? So what were they saying? They're just saying, get out. I've pissed here. You know. <laughs> to you. No, to other foxes. Oh. And other wildlife. I think that that might not be foxes, Eli. I think that might be the clanker man. (laughs) Yeah, could be. Eli, what do you give it then? Uh, I'm going to go for a five there. I think that's what it's going to be my favourite, yeah. Okay, good. So, so far, that's the highest ranking so far. Uh, Now, the next one I didn't expect you to pick Uh, Katrina and the Waves. What's it called again? Love Shine a Light or something? Yes. Now. Yes, Paul. Why pick this? Well, I, to be honest, I was quite uh, confused about what the parameters of my choice of records <laughs> were going to be. <laughs> and I thought that you, I thought you wanted me to pick actual Eurovision, seeing as this is a Eurovision special. What I've ended up picking, of course, is just a few of my favourite Euro disco things that have fuck all to do with Eurovision. No, but that's fine. Beer. That's fine. I picked this because it just occurred to me, this is the last time that the UK won, isn't it? Yeah, 1997, so we haven't won in 20 years. Let's have a little listen to the uh, to the clip of it right now. Light up the magic in every little part. Let our love shine a light in every corner of our hearts. You see, the problem I have with this song is that it screams uh, awards bait. It's one of those songs written to be a a winner because it's inspirational and it's a a ballad and it's all about, oh... Like, I was reading the YouTube comments, actually, for this and someone wrote underneath, this song reminded me of my cat died. (laughs) (laughs) Of when my cat died, sorry. (laughs) It's sexy as well, though, isn't it? What, cat's dying? <laughs> no, it's not sexy, Ash. It's not, is it? Love, it's... shine a light. Sometimes you have to shine a light. It's much better with a light on. If it was called Love, shine a fleshlight, 
then yeah. <laughs> if it was from, uh, what were they called, Silver Convention, they'd have literally said that. Yeah, they would have. But, th- okay, so... The you fleshlight pick- is called love. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on yeah. a three-speed destination to get my <laughs> orgasm to elation. Oh, uh, <laughs> I'm fevered. I'm fevered. Poor Eli. You know what? Katrina and the Waves has a special part in my in my mind, and I remember loving this song and Eurovision. That's probably the last time I watched Eurovision properly. Yeah, and that's because they did the advert for the Amiga 500. Like the music, <laughs> Walking on Sunshine, was the on the TV advert for um, for the Amiga, and I was a big Amiga fan. Oh. So Katrina and the Waves. When when they did this song, I was like, "Well, it's going to be good because they." I I don't think I knew how advertising worked, but I basically thought they were big fans of Amigas. Amigas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I always. Well, they thought. probably are big fans because they got a massive pay. I bet pay they did back in the day as well. No, but that's it. Walking on Sunshine was a legitimate pop record in Britain, yes, wasn't it? it was that was their one. big hit, yeah. And that was like in the eighties, right? Uh, I want to say 86 or 87 off the top yeah. of my head. I'm not quite yeah, sure, I think but yeah, so, yeah. But that was huge. It was one of those ubiquitous. Records and it's always on the radio it? in the summer. Whenever like yeah. the weather gets a little bit good, DJs bang this out. Yes, and she Katrina's a, a, a from America, isn't she? She is, yeah. but she lives in the UK and she used to have a radio show on Radio One or Two, I believe, for a while as well. Uh. She's very much been anglicised, like um, what's his name, Huey from Fun Loving Criminals, <laughs> and Gina G. Gina G. Oh, do who are just a little bit Australian? She was just a little bit more. Do you know what? Do you know there's a Wurzels cover of that song as well, which suited it perfectly because you know the song's called "Who Are Just a Little Bit." It's like "Who Are Just a Little Bit." Who are a little bit more? I love it. I love that song. Who are just a little bit? Well, okay. But what is it about? Not anything. She just wants a little bit. I'll explain it to you. She wants just a little bit. Just the two. Uh, just a little bit more, so a little bit, but then that was too small. The first bit, and maybe, maybe just <laughs> a, a little bit more. <laughs> so basically, it's a song about making love to Eli. Oh, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, that song in itself is not bad. It's just trite. It just screams. Yeah, we're trying too hard to win. It's but cynical. in all fairness, it's a it cynical, won. cynically written song. Yeah, aspirational bollocks. Yeah, and a lot of people, it makes sad. They cried when it won, apparently. But yeah, 20 years without a win. And it looks like we'll never win again. Well, not as a United Kingdom. No. But, you know, sales of Amiga through the roof. (laughs) And that's what you need to take away from all this. Right, okay, in that case, uh, what would we rate that? I'm going to have to go ahead and say two. Two for me. Yep, two. It's It's a poor effort from a good band. Okay, so I think the next choice now is mine. I believe. This is from a band called Rufus and it's called The 80s Coming Back. Here's a little clip of it now.
Right, so that was Rufus 80s coming back. And the reason I picked this is because even though it's not a good Eurovision song, that's why I picked it. Because it's too good for Eurovision. It's just a proper pop hit. And because I'm a big fan of Ben Folds, it has a very Ben Folds 5 feel to it. You know, it's got the piano and the strings and everything. Yeah. If, if I was a Ben Folds fan, yeah. I would say that what they'd done is shit on Ben Folds <laughs> yeah, and you. smeared it in. Yes, I Ash. think Yes. It's sort of basically they're trying to build it again. It's almost as cynical as the Katrina and the Waves one. They're trying to build, a, you know, all of the sort of aspects are there, but there's no there's no actual sort of intention or heart behind it. Well, it's you see, like, my complaint it, would be... It, do you know that? But what's that band? Do you know who it sounds like they're ripping off is... You know, what's that band? Uh, ben Folds 5? No. There <sighs> is Ben Folds 5 element. Ben Folds 4. There is. But it's more... It's more... What was that band that... You mean like Super guy. Tramp or you're on about... No. Oh, Squeeze. Squeeze, yeah. I guess Squeeze-esque. There's a very big Squeeze thing going on there. There's a Squeeze, massive Squeeze overload going on. To me, it's just a very good piano rock song that just doesn't fit Eurovision. So I was kind of surprised it even got into the you know, They're the clearly the only bad from Estonia. And they got to do like they they look like a band. They're clearly all together as a band. Yeah. There's a bit where he tries to reach a high note towards the end, and he puts his hand up in the air as if he's physically trying to reach the note, and he's getting nowhere near reaching that note as well. There's a bit. Um, I don't know whether you heard any of the words, but it's again one of those things where it's just badly sort of translated. Oh no, it you're says, right there. Those with a double D won't help you through the night. Yeah, because the song is basically something to do with lamenting 80s styles coming back, right? But then there's like a, the lyric in there, something to the effect of a warm cup of tea won't help you. And I'm like, no, you're right. That doesn't really work for anyone. Oh, I've lost my leg. You just need a cup of tea. <laughs> I'm going to write a Eurovision song about tea. Yeah, that would ma- that would work. That would bring everyone together, yeah. Ash. It'd tea. be very English. It'd be typically English. It'd start with um, the national anthem, yeah. a man in a bowler hat with a Union Jack waistcoat, and then he'd tear it off, and he's wearing spangly red pants, and he's singing, A cup of tea, the Queen, the Houses of Parliament. I think the lyrics need work, but, you know, I'm liking the opening, you know, for sure. Yeah. Race, inherent racism. <laughs> so you're basically both saying what we need to do is have a man strip off into Union Jack underpants and singing about tea. Yeah, it's sexy. sexy. I, know. I don't know how many times I've got I to say I want you to say it, it less, Ash. I want you to say it less. It's got to be sexy, Paul, and then he could he could ejaculate onto a map of the EU <laughs> as oh, the climax. Of the yeah, song. it's like the yeah. opening titles to a uh, Dad's Army. Instead of like you know the map of Nazi Germany swarming towards Britain, you just tilt the sperm down towards the UK. <laughs> and it dribbles, and also he could also he could pull a folded up Union Jack yes. out of his ass. Oh, like a magician does, yes, like an endless yeah. flag. An endless an endless row of them, yeah. We're talking about what makes Britain great. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm not a big fan of Britain right now. We're not getting into that here. Oh, God, no. I hope we lose Eurovision God, because of it. We shouldn't be allowed in next year. What's our entry? Have you seen our entry? No, I've not seen it. I don't know it. All I know is that... How, why are we doing a Eurovision... We must be the least <laughs> well uh, Eli, do not pull at that thread. <laughs> This is the worst research podcast in the history of all podcasts. Eli's just woken up after four years of doing the podcast. He's become sentient. What, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah, we knew it would happen eventually. So, but no one knows who the... No, and I'll be honest with you, don't give a fuck. 
No, neither do I. It's not as fun as it used to be. Sexy fuck. Baby fuck. It's just not it's just not as fun as it used to be, Eurovision. It's just not. Foxy baby. Foxy baby. <laughs> Doesn't work, does it? And so as people accept sexy no, baby. Foxy don't baby they? was but a Jimi Hendrix baby. song, wasn't it? Foxy. No, it was oh, Foxy Lady. lady. Foxy Lady. <laughs> You're as bad so as him. Foxy babies. Excuse me, purple no, hair. Foxy babies, the uh, Pete Townsend version. <laughs> <laughs> Alright then, what would you rate that out of five? I'm gonna go four because I really like it. Okay, I have to say two. I felt, I felt the lead singer was, was really bad. He was bad. I like the way his shirt was untucked and he wore a red tie like yeah, he thought God. he was Billy Joe from Green Day. Yeah. It was awful. Alright, it's a, what, what? It's a one. Oh, it's, it's a, a one. one. Oh dear, me yeah. and you just don't get on with our taste, do we at all? Although, you know what, if it was a good song, for me, it'd be great, but it's not Eurovision. It no, doesn't, it's not. It's not. It doesn't arouse anything in my loins. Although, saying that, Ash, what's your next choice? Well, something aroused something in my loins. <laughs> in 1991, a little-known beauty called Samantha Janus, she, I mean, she burst onto the scene Yeah. with this little beauty. Let's play a little clip of it now. So, Ash, that song was called Message to Your Heart, From Your Heart? In My Heart. In. Uh, <laughs> no, no, it's A Message to Your Heart. Message to Your Heart. And, if you don't mind me saying so, it's fucking appalling. That's appalling. Oh, it's crippling, isn't it? It's so terrible. <laughs> yeah. It, oh, it gets me somewhere in my soul how bad it is. It's got nothing. There's no, there's no musical... Um, you know, quality, there's no dance moves, there's no... No, there right. is a little bit of choreography on, yeah. on one of the... Uh, uh, it is it fails. so poor. Very poor. And and the thing is, if we were complaining about Katrina and the Rain, uh, Katrina and the Waves being a bit cynical, then this is more cynical, I think. This is so designed to be one of those fucking miserable, dreary, power ballad, message in a bottle fucking songs that just <laughs> makes you want to fucking take a hot spoon and scoop out your anus and feed it to yourself. What it do you is. mean, message in a bottle by the police? No, I mean, in <laughs> terms like of... That's like a reggae rock tune. No, I know, I'm talking about... The idea of putting a message in a bottle, it's, it's a message oh. song. Oh, okay. It is so poor. What they did was they took, like, it's difficult. Like, let's just talk about aesthetically. She, you know, she at the time, I don't want to bring it down to such simple things, but she Samantha was your... Janice was yeah. at the time 
one of the most beautiful women for about five or six years. She was the epitome of beauty. Well, in, she was in, um, in still. Was she in that uh, what sitcom was that? at the time? Yeah, what was that sitcom called? Like Game On. Game On. That's Game On. It. Yeah. And was... she was incredible. She was funny. She was sexy. She was beautiful. And they basically knew that. I mean, this must be before Game On. I should imagine. I don't but know. They. She was still beautiful, and they used her because of that. Her voice. Sounds like the foxes fucking in Eli's back. <laughs> it is so bad that somebody like imagine going, who should we get to sing the song? Well, let's get a beautiful woman. Well, should they be able to sing? No. No. Like imagine, nah. that happened. That meeting yeah. happened. Oh, she got nice chitch. Put her on stage. She is. It offends me that this was released. Yes, yeah, she's no singer. Or dancer. But did you, so the year before, one of her, one of her backing singers that's in all of the videos. Blew her uh, brains She's in the out. middle. She's in the middle. Oh, okay. She, um, I think was the United Kingdom's entry the year before. Oh, God. In 1990. What's she doing doing backing singing for Samantha Janus then? Well, I think, I think the level of ability probably forced about that. But she's clearly got her hooks in. But the guy who wrote this song, he wrote 24 of uh, the UK's Eurovision entries. He has written 24 of them. He needs to fucking stop it. He needs well, to be stopped by force. Well, he's obviously on some sort of retainer. His wife, I think, I've got a feeling his wife is that woman that sings. Because I know oh. that his wife has sung two of the Eurovision entries that he's written. So I, it wouldn't surprise me if she was both the singer of the previous year and a backing singer in this one. And but imagine wife, that as well. Yeah. You go, I've written another song uh, for my wife. No, we're not going to give it to your wife. We're going to pick someone more attractive. <laughs> That's what they've done. That's basically what we're they've gonna done. We're going to put your wife right at the back of the stage. Right at the back. That's what they've done. That is what they've done. Yeah. Oh, my God. So I've written this song for Eurovision. It's a guaranteed hit. I want my wife in it. No. Go on. No. <laughs> but she won't touch it. <laughs> Bucks Fizz, they were on Eurovision as well, weren't they? And they won. See, this is what I mean. They're, they're horrible. But they I, won because they built in a costume change into the middle of their fucking song. That was it. That's what I'm talking about. The UK guy takes off his waistcoat, spangly yeah. red pants. Yeah. It's a callback to Bucks Fizz. Yeah, he whips off his, his trousers and he's got a big bulging Union Jack dick. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, like, Bucks Fizz have just reformed, haven't they? So why why on earth wouldn't they have leapt on that and had Bucks Fizz doing our entry this year? No, you're confusing with Banana Rama, and yet... Banana Rama and... have just reformed. Yeah. Why <laughs> on earth would they jump on that and get them to Banana do Banana Rama entry? never went on Eurovision. They're no, way but too I, classy. But they should. I reckon they would do something good. Except these days, they just make them do another fucking power ballad again. I want pop, I want fun, I want funk, I want dancing, yeah. I want joy. Yeah, yeah. At least during the disco era, there was a like you know a bit of a groove. Yeah, know? that's what yeah. I want. So anyway, I'm going to give this zero because it was painful to watch, painful to yeah. listen to, and painful to talk about. For the same reason, I'm giving. I'm going to give it one. But yeah, I think I, Paul, <laughs> you you can't give zero. That's like you can't like nil no point. Sport. Nil point without you can. without wanting well, to be crude. I'm going to give Samantha Janus one. Hey, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she puts the anus in Janus. <laughs> she did in this song. She really did. Yeah, one I for mean... me. One for me. All right. Okay, so the last song, I think, is the absolute worst. Um, and I'm so proud, because I didn't know this existed until I went looking for it. But it was a recent track, and it's called 
dusting the what's it called? Dusting the turkey. Here's a little clip of it now. Isn't it amazing? Woo! <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, that's that's fantastic. Isn't it good? I mean, it's awful, but it's good because right. Okay, so at this point, I think in um, Eurovision history, Ireland had won it quite a few times to the point where it came a bit of a joke. Yeah, they did win a lot, yeah. didn't they? they uh... And I think this was Ireland saying we can't be fucked anymore. And sabotage. <laughs> Please stop. Again, on the yeah. YouTube comments underneath the video for this song, someone wrote, Go home, Ireland, you're drunk. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, so I did the research on this, and Dustin the Turkey is a puppet on a TV show in Ireland. In fact, it started out with right. Zig and Zag. You remember Zig and Zag? Yeah. So why wasn't Zig and Zag our Well, because yeah. they, they had number they one. Did. They had they number had... one with um, Hands Up and Them Girls, Them Girls. Which was yeah. pure dancehall crossover puppet show madness. Yeah. Was that was that them? Them girls, them girls, they, they all love me. me. They yes. all love me. Them girls, them girls. That them was girls, Zig and yeah. Zag. That was Zig and Zag. Now, at the time, you just thought, ah, oh, this is all out of bollocks, didn't you? But uh, you know, looking back, I really like Zig crazy, and Zag songs. Crazy days. Who was behind Zig and Zag? And I don't mean physically. Uh, I can't remember their names. I'm looking into it now. Uh, hang on, Zig and Zag. Do you mean like actually now? Or do you mean you're doing some correspondence? They were a puppet duo <laughs> last few weeks. performed by Nick O'Hara and uh, Kieran Morrison. And they feat. Oh, they sound Irish. Yeah, they started they? Yeah. on RTE's television uh, late night show with Dustin the Turkey. And then they went on to do famously The Big Breakfast, uh, the, the morning show with uh, Chris Evans and such. And um, yeah, Dustin the Turkey, I think, is the best and the very worst Eurovision song ever because. It's an awful song, but it's fun. And also, it's them obviously sticking a big, massive finger up to your vision and saying, this is all shit, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. How do you it's... feel about him making fun of Terry Wogan's wig? Well, you know... I think Terry could take it. I think it. he could take it. You know, By he? this time in the show, yeah. Terry was always pissed. He got slowly pissed as he was doing the commentary throughout the show until at the end he was like, fuck it out. I'm so naive to that. I just, I never, I never realised that ever, that that was happening. Yeah. 
I mean, poor guy, you know, Terry, I think it was, it was being genuine when he said, my God, it was tedious, yeah. you know, because it is, it is tedious and awful. Because I think you need someone like Terry Wogan to offset the fucking, um, the cheesiness of Eurovision and the self-pompous yes. yeah. importance of it all, you know, and here's Wogan going. Got to cut through the cheese, you've got to have a cheese knife presenter, yeah. he cuts, cuts the cheese And through. Wogan often cut the cheese. There is one thing about Dustin, though, the key yeah. thing. Sexy. Well, this wasn't a very sexy song. I mean, it did have an opera singer at the front. So, you know, you got a woman dressed up in silver uh, singing opera next to a talking, dancing turkey. And I think you've reached peak well, Eurovision at that point. You've got people in spangly pants, like I suggested yes. you should have. That's so, a win. I don't know what more. So, uh, they've got Irish flags. But, but that's it. But they just yeah. don't give a fuck. I've never known a song enter Eurovision with such a we don't fucking care attitude. And I kind of admire it. It almost yeah. has the air of, uh, it has the air of like a KLF on the top of the pop sort of vibe, it's, doesn't but it? It's got, that, it's got top of the pops theme tune. It, vibe. It's got that 90s yeah. dance vibe, you know, that kind of safe pop dance music. Beep, 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 <laughs> well, I'm just running with what, what you know. Babies, you know, why is baby sexies? Can we not go down this avenue, please, at all? I've never <laughs> been so upset. Go down the baby avenue. Oh. Here are the lyrics to it, okay? Drag acts and bad acts and Terry Wogan's wig. Mad acts and sad acts. It was Johnny Logan's gig. What was Johnny Logan? Was he an Irish dude who, I don't know. Uh, gobble, gobble, yeah. Hello, Abba. Hello, Bono. Hello, Helsinki. Holla, Prague. Hello, Sailor. Sailor V. Are we the same? Abba, that's a good point. Did they ever win it? No, they didn't. I don't think. Oh no, they did Waterloo, wasn't it? That was their big hit. But I can't. That was remember a Eurovision it was. song. See, back in those days, Eurovision songs could cross over and be huge poppets. But these days, you know. Did you say huge poppets? <laughs> no. <laughs> also, what you got to remember is like. There were a lot more name singers going on. That you had like you had Cliff Richard, because um, everyone thought Cliff Richard won for Celebration. Uh, not Celebration. What's the song called? Congratulations. Yeah, he never did. It came second, but everyone thought oh, did he it won. I bet he hates that. Yeah, I bet he doesn't like to be reminded of that. Yeah, and the fact that he's in love with the vicar. But you know all these little things. <laughs> um, I bet he gets sent out of the vicarage if you mention Congratulations coming second. I don't understand that reference. What would we vote <laughs> Dustin the Turkey for at the end? I'm going to give it five because I just like it. It's moxie. I'll give it three. It made me laugh. I am really torn between giving it a, a five and a one I, or nil. <laughs> I find it very, very difficult to decide whether it is in tr- it is perfect Eurovision or it's a, an abomination. I think, I think it's perfect Eurovision. Yeah. So what are you going to give it a point for then? Give it a five. Five. Give it a five. Five from me. Eli, you're going to go with a two. Three. Three. All right. Okay. So there we go. I think our big winners there were Dustin the Turkey and uh, Amadeo, I think. Yes. Yes, they were our big winners there. And just to end on, I think the most awful crime Eurovision has ever done, the worst thing it's ever produced, was Michael Flatley's fucking river dance. And I think that alone is why Eurovision should be, you know, put in the bin. Did they sing? No, they did the river dance. That was the first time anyone saw Irish people move their feet in unison. <laughs> what, was it on Eurovision? Yeah, because when Ireland won, they had like the halftime show, didn't they, when they were doing the voting ah. thing. And so Michael Flatley came on and was like, diddly, 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 <laughs> did this Lord of the Dance thing. Racist. With everyone's moving their feet while their bodies... So racist. 
What? I'm not racist. That's what the music went like. It went diddly, diddly, diddly. I think we should out do a song called Brexit. Eat your Brexit. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> like that. Eat your Brexit. Yeah. It could be called Brexit, lunch and dinner. And it could be, uh, is it Colin Farrell? The guy in his sex tape that said that? No, Nigel Farage singing Bed and Brexit. A song about staying in a shitty bed and breakfast, and then and he's the landlord. Where they'd kicked yeah. out. They'd kicked out a couple for being homosexual. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they could all. It could be a little story. Yeah, get out, you queers! I'm having a beer. And uh, Katie Hopkins comes in and says something appalling, and then Dustin the turkey flies in at the end and fucking pecks her eyes out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. shits on them. So there you go. <laughs> And I think that will do it for our... Uh, really? She- yeah, I think that will fucking do for our we cheap We should show. mention the, the Patreon. I'm going to do that now, but thank you for remembering, Eli. So, okay. if you enjoy what we do on Cheap Show, help us out if you start up a Patreon page. If you go to patreon.com forward slash Cheap Show, you can see all the rewards we've got going there. Even if you give just one dollar, that goes a little way I'll towards I'll do keeping- something for you. Eli, well, he'll... I'll do something for you personally. Is this what we do, Paul? We we say, I'll personally help you No, I, I am not sending people... I'm not sending you around to someone's house to give them a hand job because they gave I'll us a dollar. I'll come around and personally help out. That's creepy as fuck, mate. <laughs> right, the point being is... Ash, that you, shut up, I'm yeah, trying to do the shop. Ash. I'm trying to do the shop. I'm not giving anyone a hand job. Right. Go to patreon.com forward slash cheap show. There are lots of tiers there, so you can give us a dollar or you can give us a couple of dollars. Either way, no matter what you donate, we are very thankful for it. We really appreciate it. It helps keep the lights on. And there are lots and lots of lovely rewards and tiers for you. And we'll be uh, announcing and reading out the names of people who have helped us along the way to say thank you. So get involved in that. Look into it. Hopefully, uh, you'll help us out at Cheap Show. You can email us at thecheapshow at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at thecheapshowpod. Uh, and get involved with us on Facebook and our website as well. If you go to our website and listen to this podcast, you can see the videos of all the songs we've talked about today on our dedicated page, thecheapshow.co.uk. That's it. Uh, Ash and uh, Eli, do you want to say anything? It's weird, isn't it? Call it the show cheap show, and then we ask for money. It's, not, it's making it less cheap, isn't it? I think it makes you both more cheap. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> All right, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Uh, yeah, that's another way of looking. At it, yeah. More cheap, more, more cheap. cheap, 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 sexy baby, cheapy baby. Right. You can follow Ash on Twitter at Ash Frith and all his hateful views. Please do. God, please do follow me on Twitter. I need it so bad, like mother's milk. Haven't we got a live show coming up as well, Paul, that people might want to hear uh, about? Yes, we're actually coming up. Uh, I'll mention it now, actually, because one of these weird yes, things, when you mention not? it in a podcast and people listen to it years or months later, they're like, oh, I don't give a fuck. Well, it's coming out this Friday. This is out this Friday, isn't this it? This is out this Friday. Well, the Friday that we recorded, but basically we're going to be at MCM Comic Con in London on the 26th, which is Friday of May, and we'll be there on the VidFest stage. <laughs> Come along, bring some tat along. 26th of Friday? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. You can't let it go. Friday the 26th of May at the Excel Centre, MCN Comic Con. If you go to MCN Comic Con, look at their website, you'll find details there. On the Fifth Fest stage, our special guest is Ash Frith. Ooh. Yay. Hello. And Mr. Tom Bell, comedian and actor. Bring lots of goodies that we can have a look at. We're going to play some games. Bring gifts. Bring me a gift. Someone bring me a gift. I'll bring you one, Ash. I'll bring you. I'm looking at, a, I've got a shelf in here full of stuff. It's groaning with gift, possible gifts here. <laughs> right, well, this half hour podcast has become an hour, so I want to finish it now. So say goodbye. All right, bye, everybody. Bye. Sexy baby, foxy baby, goodbye. Hot.